are listening to Hashtag Authentic, a podcast for creatives with me, Sarah Tasker. This is episode three. Hello, thank you so much for listening. Today I'm going to be talking to my friend Philippa, better known as Instagram royalty, five foot in. storming 460k plus followers on Instagram. She was one of the first accounts to ever really go nuclear on the platform, as well as being a trailblazer for the whole notion of florals and flat lays at a time when really few people were even using Instagram at all. She popped over this week for a cup of tea in a natter and I ended up roping her into talking with me on tape for the podcast. So we had a long talk about authenticity, creativity and really just about following your obsessions offline and on wherever they may take you. Have a listen. Hi. Hi. Hey, thank you for talking to me. A pleasure. Really um, lovely to be here. Is it awkward? Is it weird? No, because we've had a bit of a chat. We've had a bit of a we've warm bit up. Of, uh, Yeah, we've had a coffee. I've got a little bit hyper, so, you know. <laughs> so we're <laughs> so, good to go. Yeah. So one of the things that we were saying that would be really good to talk about, well, let's start with your Instagram story. Tell us in brief. Um, okay, so I had a blog that nobody really looked at, I don't think, or a few people. It was quite nice. I But my big thing was um, I wanted to follow people with pictures. And I'd said to the woman who said, uh, oh, you should set up a blog. I said, but uh, I don't want any words, you know, the, the, I want, the blogs with images. And she said, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure you can do that. So I kind of set out to find blogs which were image-based. And this was when? This was... Was it about 2007? I think. Okay, so really, kind of, you were an early adopter. Yes. Of this technology. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, and then one of the blogs, one of these kind of visual blogs I followed, um, was put a post up saying, "Hey, this looks fun." And there was some sort of weird grainy image, and her image is always really beautiful. Some weird grainy image with a border around it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, I'll have a look at that." That's and it was Instagram, and another kind of visual blogger let's say had put up a post similar so I thought well I'll have a go at this and um, I struggled at first because it was rubbish in terms (laughs) of the actual camera and stuff yeah because it was only available on iPhone originally and I had an iPhone 3 wow yeah (laughs) it was was quite rubbish and also I'd only just moved over to iPhone I'd been on a Sony Ericsson which had a really good camera you know in those days and um and the iPhone was just it went it was down it was not as good yeah so I struggled with it but what those early filters and whatever Instagram was it gave an atmosphere yes a mood yeah it gave a mood so that was it really no plan no strategy just messing about so you were I think of you as one of the first people who used Instagram properly I'm putting that in like inverted commas properly (laughs) as in seriously you weren't just sharing pictures of you in a bar or like oh right yeah yeah you were using it as a platform for your content that you were previously maybe would have been blogging yeah yeah but also a lot of the stuff I think I put on my blog was maybe when I was out walking back from the school run or something lots of telephone boxes because that's been (laughs) a, a big passion and actually with Instagram it was me messing about at home a bit more but I've always loved tiny little bits and pieces and I'm a bit of a hoarder and procrastinator so I'm meant to be painting a picture and I'm sitting there you know two hours go by and I'm (laughs) taking pictures of stuff so um so did you begin to create content for Instagram was that 
Sort no, of. it was much more like, oh, look what I'm doing. A bit more like life, the story. So would are. you have been doing that faffing anyway, but you began to yeah. take pictures of it? Yeah, so I've always, well, I had no money, I had nothing. So, you know, I, I didn't have enough money to go to buy flowers from a florist at that point. No. And so whatever the weather, I would go into the garden and go, what can I make look pretty? Yeah. What is in my house? Well, it's, it's sort of still what I do with the domestic foraging. It, it's looking for what you've got at, at home. And I used to love Ready Steady Cook because it's like he Ainsley would <laughs> open the cupboard and go, right, what amazing thing. We've Can got we one cook? bendy carrot. Yeah, we've got one bendy <laughs> carrot, a tin of soup, and, you know, what can we do? And actually, I love that. Ready and Steady I, Instagram. Ready Steady Instagram. And, and also just, it's that thing when you have nothing, you go, what can I do with it and so that so that was I got a kick out of that I suppose in terms of when I realized I could put that on Instagram and and have an audience for it presumably yeah how quickly did that start to happen I suppose looking back on it it was relatively quickly I remember the first photograph that did really well was uh, of a stack of penguin books um Rainbow Penguin books. Rainbow Penguin That would books. still do incredibly well now. Well, yeah, it does. It's funny. And I remember I got 30 likes. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? How many likes does a good picture get now? Um, well, a good picture. Do you, I mean, sometimes I think that's a really good picture and it doesn't get yeah, as many. I should say, a picture that does well for likes Oh, a now. picture that does well for likes now, currently, is probably about 9,000 yeah. likes. I'd be like, ooh, that's really, that's 9,030, okay. you've come. But, but there was a time, and it may have been when Instagram was full of spam or not, but there was a time when I was like getting 20,000 per post between 15 and 20,000. I was like, wow, this is... So I've just kind of levelled out yeah, uh, at between five and eight. I think the Instagram thousand, algorithm changes and things have done that to a lot of people. It's it's harder to get that reach. Yeah, yeah. That some of us were seeing, um, but you know, if you've got nine thousand people who who want to see your yeah. content on a daily basis, then you're doing all right. Yeah, and it's funny actually with the live, uh, not the live stories, but the stories. I get a lot more views on that. You are queen of stories. I have to say, I followed you on Snapchat before (laughs) Instagram stories came along and you were the one person I was like, she is nailing Snapchat. I love it. I love it. You made me want to do it. Oh, um, wow. Because you just, you get it. And it's it's like your Instagram. It's that, it's a, a window into your world, but it's also a bit more rough and ready and it's real. Yeah. And which is absolutely what I did on Instagram in the first place yeah so you know I think there were days where I'd probably post six or seven pictures or something in the early days <laughs> you know where, where a stories fulfills that yes now yes and the fact that it disappears it's like my like it's like my kind of sketchbook of inside my head or oh, something I love that. Uh, and and so I'm being a bit more kind of daring in terms of like here's a really grubby telephone box <laughs> in a dodgy area of Brighton I can put that on my stories uh, you know, if I put that on my Instagram, people would be. Well, they're, they're sort. Of, I'm trying to get people over with my textures, but there was a point where I was putting some stuff on where people were going, "Oh my God, has this account been hacked? <laughs> What's going on?" And I oh. thought, "Oh, I feel a bit pinned in." Yeah. So stories has liberated that, and it's I much like more that. instant. And I've always on the whole posted images on Instagram that I take that day so this is what we were talking about earlier (laughs) because you were shocked by my (laughs) shocked by my assertion in my last podcast about curating a gallery because that's not something you've ever done no I mean I suppose I can look at my gallery and think oh that looks quite nice this week but I I never go right I've got to 
that that's just a sort of job too far for me yeah or too far for my head to curate that grid and um and partly yeah and and listening to you i thought oh maybe i should be doing no. uh, but but i can't that's just not how it is and, and it made me laugh when you said somebody had said on twitter about tardigram you know that's what <laughs> yeah. it is now it's not instagram whereas i mine is pretty instant not instant but it's uh, it's within the 24 hours yes. on the whole if i do sponsored content they have to kind of approve it and look at it and, sure yeah that does and so it. I and I you know that's difficult because I think I want to do it today and post it today uh, that's where my brain is finding that and I think that is one of the things that really resonates in your feed is that we, we're kind of getting a window into your real world and that's a nice yeah. thing it's a that instantness of it yeah and there. I find an honesty about Instagram is really I think people can tell Yes. I really do. I think if you try and create a persona that's not quite in keeping with you... Look, I'm not saying I don't have ridiculous piles of rubbish, <laughs> dirty clothes everywhere. And I, I, I do. I don't take photos of those. But on the whole, what you see is what you get. So my my house is ordered in colour. And, and, and I just feel that it is an honest representation of a particular element of my life yes it's the edited highlights but it's the yeah. highlights of your real life my son doesn't want to be on instagram you know yeah. or occasionally he'll go yeah that's all right if <laughs> I, you know he cheeks on wants actively wants to be on instagram it seems the cat <laughs> uh, um but yeah it is it's almost kind of a version of inside my head yeah seeing it with my eyes there's a um there's an Instagrammer, Famapa, I think that's how you pronounce it, who was one of the visual bloggers I followed. And her blog was called My Funny Eye, or is called My Funny Eye. And I always liked that as a title because I thought, yeah, that's what it feels like. And that can be what's missing, I think, when a lot of content on Instagram becomes quite derivative and people are kind of riffing off each other's ideas so much, people lose that individual eye. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it becomes kind of a bit of a... Yeah, and even in um, going... Oh, it's because I can bang on about finding your visual voice, but I think even within Instagram, people want to find their visual voice that is like other people's. Yeah. So that's quite hard because I I kind of instinctively want to rebel against that. You know, post pictures of nasty phone boxes and texture. I just have this thing where I go, oh yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that. No, I'm gonna do this. It doesn't always. It you know, I wouldn't advise. Me and- <laughs> Me and my friend Helen have been trying to brainstorm a hashtag for this, actually, for the things where it's kind of, it's a lovely picture, but it's of something quite unexpected. So, yeah. like, nice cigarette butts that have arranged themselves in yeah, a flower. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. like, a beautiful motorway or something Oh, right, like that. yeah, yeah. Kind of gritty. But I find... I, I but think, pretty, gritty, but pretty. In a sense, it doesn't always have to be pretty. For me, um, I adore quite brutal architecture. Mm. I guess pretty is not really the word. I mean, it's just visually interesting or aesthetically pleasing. Something about it, or something. And it's and I really think that my kind of love of odd, brutal lines and various things that makes up what I then put on the table. I love texture. I love collecting kind of weird stuff, image-wise. I don't mean literally, but I collect images of things, and that all plays its part into then creating something on the table and if that is I keep going on about dirty telephone boxes <laughs> but it's true I can get obsessive about something but it's very difficult to share that within your feed of 
bright colours or, or lifestyle or whatever. It's 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 hard, and, and Instagram has moved into going. This is this is a version of what it is. But that's why I love stories. Yes, well, that that process you've just described is no different to an artist who goes and draws from real life and exactly. then brings it back and puts yeah. that into the finished piece. Yeah, that is maybe to a brief or is maybe yeah. for a specific reason. But yeah, but it's all that research as well. Exactly, and I don't think, I, and because I know people get really worried. Oh, my Instagram! I want to do this, and and then they get kind of atrophied into not doing anything. Whereas I would really advise people to just go and take photos of stuff. Yes. And then you find what you're interested in. And you go, I didn't know I was interested yeah, in that. Yeah, just follow I your didn't curiosity. know I was interested in cigarette butts. <laughs> but actually, look, they're fascinating. Yeah. And, and it's about looking. My, I had a fantastic art teacher who just got me to look completely differently at stuff. She taught me to see colour in places that I hadn't thought there was colour and shapes. And, and so when if you're teaching flat lay and you're teaching people about negative space and noticing what the negative space is you can do that just out on a walk it doesn't have to be on a flat lay no. you go oh look at that beautiful tree what's the space between the last branch and the ground oh it looks like a rhombus or you know yeah, and if you frame it like this it's mostly negative space and if yeah. you frame it like this it's and then if you and, and if you edit it like that that shape becomes a triangle or that yeah. that shape becomes a curve and you go oh so it's about abstracting things I think well for, for me and, and I think it's it's about being brave with your abstract brain with your inner abstract I, I believe everybody has quite an active inner abstract but it's not something that we can connect to easily all of us is that a western thing do you think we've just become disconnected I don't know I think maybe in the west we're we're preoccupied with things looking very attractive pretty yeah and and so the it, that almost hijacks an artistic process instagram's very guilty of that it's very guilty but you can find oh yeah you know some amazing instagrammers who've just gone no i'm i'm not going to do that yeah. or I'm, I'm not chasing the yeah they might not have an, a massive following but they're good to look at they're yeah. really good to look at engage with and it's it's I'm I'm all into the creative process, so I I trust that if I create something on a Thursday, that's what's going to be posted on a Thursday, and I can, uh, you know, editing I'm I'm I think is like using a paintbrush, and I think that's a creative process. Absolutely, yeah. It's nothing. It's not like oh, and this one's not been edited at all. Well, that's great, but actually, if you'd edited it, it might have looked extraordinary. I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, people can be quite snobby about it and a bit yeah, like, oh, I'm no not. filters. I've worked with brands who are like, no, we don't like you to use <gasps> filters and presets, and I'm like, that's part of my process. If you got, if you want yeah, me to work yeah. for you. You know, that's like, as far as I'm concerned, that's like getting Delia Smith in and saying, but we don't want you to use any carrots. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Don't ask me to do my but thing. But I think when you work else. with people, it's it's really hard. They they go, okay, this is our idea, and we want you to do this. And you go, well, why are you employing me? You get it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do, do it. it then. You do it without a filter. <laughs> you do you. Because you've looked at my work, and that's all filtered and, yeah. or, or edited or whatever. I think it's a really old school notion, though, that, you know, photography only counts as what comes out the camera yeah that is that is the photo but cameras don't take pictures people yeah, but people pictures. used to go in a dark room and of course they did and fiddle and about with choose their film like instagram filters began as film emulation yeah, and that's yeah. what vsco is it's trying to emulate the different choices of film that were available because they gave you different results yeah. so but it's that's the other thing that i'm funny about i use instagram editing tools that's all do I you use. yeah <gasps> 
Gasp, that is quite shocking. <laughs> I love them. Get out. That's what I, that's what I use. Do you, you don't use the filters? Yeah. You do? <gasps> Look, I was a bit reticent. Yeah. No, that's okay. But I use them. Secrets. I don't like whack a filter on <laughs> and go, ah, that's it. And I, um, I fiddle, I'm subtle with them. Interesting. Well, but it, clearly it works for you. And I think one of the things I understand that, them. They're my tools. Yeah. They're my paint pot. Yeah. I go, ooh, I know that. I have a favourite one. And then uh, I, I I took a photo that was editing yesterday, which might pop up later, only because it's got a particular colour on. Not later today, later this week. But I used a filter. I used Juno or something. I never used that. But it <laughs> looked... But it yeah, it worked on that photo. So I'm not strict with myself. I go, this is my favourite, but that's obviously one my eyes just like this yeah. particular just edit into your style but you? sometimes a photo with light if the light's different or whatever it just needs different yeah so lighting. you edit to the photo and not to this comes back to that curation oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. so you don't edit to the consistent style but I think one of the things about you and maybe possibly why curation hasn't been necessary for you is you are a visual thinker and yeah. your style has a real coherence it's got a real clear voice to it all the time you automatically, everything you produce is very much you. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes I work with people and it's not there yet. You know, they're kind of, they're still yeah. at that stage of experimenting and trying to But you see, the thing the is, even before Instagram, I'd been doing stuff yeah. for years, even before my blog. You know, it, I, I mean, I trained as an actor, but they used to take the mickey out of me for... I used to make things and, and paint cards and I knew when everyone's birthday was. <laughs> so I'd go, did you know it was Martin's birthday? Today? And they're like, oh, I've forgotten. I go, it's all right. I have a batch of cards here. So they would they would take the mickey out of me and say, you're the only student that's ever been funded by other students. <laughs> because I, yeah, I I painted and made things, you know, You've been honing years your ago. Style. And when I was... 16 or something I embroidered espadrilles and sold them in local shops you know yeah. I've been doing it a lot I've been playing with my visual style or my visual thinking for years so now whatever you create is a really clear kind of reflection I suppose of so that. but I don't want to be complacent with it and I want I'm always wanting to grow it or change it and and I think I find it quite important to give in to an obsession whether yes. whether that obsession is a week or a year or whatever just give into it and uh, you know obsessions and abundance yes they take you places yeah. and so you may recall my small obsession with Luke Skywalker yeah loved it <laughs> oh I was so excited I but, love projects like yeah, that yeah and I learned so much from it and I kind of contacted this whole different audience and it was hilarious it was yeah fun yeah yeah uh, you just have to go with it because it's not going to go away anyway so you no and I it. think I think it's not good to limit yourself you go this you might be having a thought that's not very Instagrammy, <laughs> and you go well, just go with it definitely you know. definitely and th- there's that tension isn't there because we will, we're all conscious especially if you've already got a following yeah. about kind of delivering what people expect and what yeah. people want but also still wanting to progress and change and evolve like, yeah how do you feel about that I think well sometimes I need help you know and it's interesting we we briefly chatted earlier about hashtags and um I I grew my following without any but a hashtag project actually can be so I, I always check in on the Instagram weekend hashtag project yes 
sometimes I look at it and I think ah, I'm not really interested but it's always on my shoulder that whole weekend a little prom. and sometimes it takes me somewhere where I wouldn't have gone or I post a picture that I would never have thought to because it's a hashtag project yeah so that can push you forward I I'm always also very aware that digitally things move quickly yeah. so as soon as you kind of go I've got it <laughs> I've got my I've found my visual voice everything yeah it's all working then it's moved on yes. and you've been left behind yeah so there's uh, no room for complacency no and it's it's just and I think if you carry on looking and be open to stuff that's not just pretty not just you know but that stuff that you're interested in and document it and whatever that's that's going to push you forward and I, I do find that really important because I get bored with my own stuff I look at it sometimes and think, what? I look back at an old photo, which I've been really proud of, and I think, <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what I was I doing? But do you also, because I sometimes look back and think, my God, that was when I had it, and I've lost <laughs> it. Like, why can't I take these pictures yeah. anymore? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I have that with, um, yeah, in the very early days of me doing kind of flat lay type of flower arrangements. I look back on it kind of with, oh, it, it felt so new. Yeah. And, you know, I discovered a new thing I was doing. And it has a different place in my head now. Yeah. And um, it, that's partly, I suppose, things become work in a sense. when you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's important to be open to an obsessions. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> that's true things. for all creativity, whether you want to write, whether you want to yeah. bake, whatever. You kind of just have to follow. And actually, curiosity. things like, because I'm... I use Pinterest just as a sort of, a literally a personal pin board, but I allow myself sometimes to get very lost on it, and then that can trigger an obsession, or yeah. that can trigger, I thought, oh, I didn't know I was as interested in Japanese fabric, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, things like yeah. that, and it may stay on Pinterest, or something might happen on Instagram, but it's it's just keeping those creative channels open that I think creates an honest Instagram. I love that. I think that might be a good place to finish. <laughs> I feel like we could talk all day. Like, yeah, I know. Probably maybe you'll just have to come back on and we'll do more. <laughs> yeah. um, but thank you very much. Thank so you. where can we find you online? Um, obviously on Instagram at 5footinf. Um, I've got a blog, which is 5footinf.com. Or Stella Stories, I love as well. We could talk about Stella's for yeah, a whole episode. Yeah, that's another episode. I'm, f- I'm basically 5footinf everywhere. Okay. And, and I will link to you in the show notes yeah, so people yeah. can click over. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I hope you took as much from that as I did. I always come away from any time spent with Philippa feeling pumped up and inspired. If you follow her, you will know her feed is normally a riot of rainbow colour and forage delights. So when she came over, I roped her into not only talking on this podcast, but also challenged her to create one of her photographs using the stuff in my house, which is of a more muted palette. Mainly it's white. So If you follow me on Instagram, you might have caught me sharing some of that live. Otherwise, I'm going to link to some of the pictures from the results in the show notes. I'll also include links to all of Philippa's accounts. You'll find the notes at meandola.co.uk forward slash podcast three because this is episode number three. As ever, I look forward to hearing your comments on this episode. You can find me on Twitter where I'm at meandola and I spend most of my time procrastinating on there. And if you're able to leave me a review on iTunes, that is a huge help. It helps other people to find my podcast and helps spread the word. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.